Preeti Chipper. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valiner Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. You are a very interesting study, as much as Rand in your own way, and young Matt. Could I only split myself into three, I would latch one onto each of you and follow you every moment of the day and night, even if I had to marry you. <laughs> Varen. Varen the creeper. The absolute creep. So unnecessary. Um, as you may have guessed, we are rereading the books in honor of the TV show adaptations release, talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments, and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Yes, and the patrons have spoken. We will be reading A New Spring in January. Yep. So <laughs> prepare yourselves for that experience. I am I am really curious, actually, to see how I feel about it. That's, like, aside from the frustrations of when it was originally published. So Yeah, I say, like, I don't remember anything, like I said. Like, no recollection whatsoever of the actual plot of this, except ma- vague, vague memories of Moiraine yelling at Lan, which is not not surprising <laughs> um but i found recently the thing we wrote for book riot that was saying like our introduction to our last reread back in mm. like 2013 or whatever yeah and in it there was a question of like why did you stop reading and i didn't remember this but apparently like i legit stopped reading the series because i was so mad they published <laughs> that prequel <laughs> And then I had to like pick it back up, but like that's how mad I was about it. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just like I got so bogged down in the middle books and then moved on to other things. That's really what happened to me, if I recall correctly. Although I didn't I didn't end up rereading that post because I got distracted. So who knows what I said in that post? (laughs) We'll We'll have to go back and find out. (laughs) We'll link it in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so also of note, the show is now out. Yeah. So that's happening. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, this episode will drop after the first three of our like television show recap episodes. This is so confusing. I know, it's hard to say. I'm like, <laughs> how do it, podcasts, I guess? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm like super digging how we pre-recorded all our television show podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not... They, they, we recorded them before the show premiered, but I, so we didn't get to talk about sort of like audience reaction, but I'm really digging how into it, not just like readers are, but like people who don't know anything about the Wheel of Time. Yeah, it's interesting. I was poking around a little bit on the internet right before we started recording here and seeing some really positive responses. A lot of naive love, which is 100% correct. (laughs) Yes. Robin's out there killing it. Hard agree. So, yeah, good times, good times. All right, but we're finally we're finally going to finish The Shadow Rising today. We're going to talk about episodes 54 through 58 Ch- and chapters I, chapters 54 through 58. Oh god, what are words? <laughs> How do words work? I I think Preeti, I get the feeling that we have very different reactions to this. So yeah, this is going to be interesting. I'm excited cuz I really dug the end of this. Like I didn't remember oh. it. I I mean, there were some funny parts, but like I was super into the last few chapters. So this will mm-hmm. be this will be fun to talk about. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, so episode, or episode oh my god, oh my I did goodness. it again. Chapter, chapter 54 uh, is an Elaine POV. We are in Tanchico, and they are in a cart, which is very jostling. Mm-hmm. They're surrounded by Bail Doman and his sailors, and they are 
being taken to the Panarch's palace. They're, like, in disguise, I guess. Yeah, they're dressed in these, like, homespun wool. Elaine doesn't have shoes on. <laughs> she's like, very upset about not having shoes Yeah, she's on. incredibly upset about not wearing shoes. Um, Aguianine is there. There's, mm-hmm. like, uh, they're on, this cart is, like, horrible. Like, the first, like, two pages are, like, her complaining about yes, the cart, 100%. it feels like. Um, and then she sort of, like, starts remembering how they got here in this conversation that all of them had at the inn with Bail Doman and Tom and Juelin. <laughs> Sorry, every time. <laughs> and I like the, the hesitation now, man. I can't do it. And um, I was, like, very – I just – there's this line where, like – Bail Doman is like, you can't go into the palace alone. Like, you said there are black Aja there. There are, like, these black Aes Sedai who will feel it if you channel. Mm-hmm. And then there's this line where neither of them, meaning Elaine or Nynaeve, had seen any need to mention one of the Forsaken. And, like, you don't think your fellow collaborators should be up to date on all of the potential people they're going to have to fight? No. I, so here's the thing about this plot line with Nynaeve and Elaine and like what they tell people and what they don't. It is ridiculous yes. because Nynaeve is out here telling everybody everything. Yep. But then like when it actually matters for other people's safety, they're withholding information. And what it feels like to me Robert Jordan is doing is he's having them be ruled by like their feelings about whoever they're talking to as opposed to like who actually needs to know what at what moment in time yeah and I I continue to feel like that is a mischaracterization like Elaine is she's young but she's fucking savvy like she was raised in a palace in a court like she knows about information's value mm-hmm. and Nynaeve is not stupid like no. she we have she's proved over and over again that like she's very practical she's very thoughtful like she she's can be stubborn but like I don't think that's the same thing as just like spilling the beans one second and then not sharing important information another second like it really frustrates me <laughs> no I agree with you it feels very like antithetical to who they are when they are at their best, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like when they are acting not necessarily in service of the fact that Jordan doesn't want Tom right. and and all of them to know about the Forsaken. Yeah. And so he'll come up with a, like some reasoning behind it. I was talking to someone about this, um, another a person who is like new to the show, and, and they were like, so how – like." They were asking, like, how how is the writing? And I was like, it's really good. But, you know, sometimes you will notice that in service of the plot, Jordan will sacrifice character. Mm-hmm. And it can get really frustrating. Because there's another moment that this is going to happen later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. That, again, in service of plot... But there are many other ways it could have been. I don't know. It's just so irritating. I'm like well, so I, mad about it. I think it's extra irritating because so often he will like dismiss it as like a gendered thing too. Yeah. Like for both the men and the women. But very much like, oh, ladies, they're like thinking with their feelings. Do yes. you know what I mean? It's, it feels very <laughs> reductive. I think with, with the women, it is particularly frustrating because it is explicitly about... Mm-hmm. that whereas with the men it it's their uh it doesn't feel like explicitly about gender 
Yeah. Whereas with the women, it feels explicitly about gender. And it's super, super frustrating. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So you go through this. I did like, like Bill Doman being like, just because I left you at fall, (laughs) I have to do all this shit. (laughs) And then they have this whole fight about how the, like, the women can't go in by themselves. And Aguianine, um offers herself up as mm-hmm. as being like i'll go with you and then gives this oath because Nynaeve of course is like i don't trust you yeah um and she gives this like senshan oath which is very elaborate and clearly is like means something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and we know she can fight so that's mm-hmm. uh that's what that's about i do think it's interesting as we get a little farther into this scene, so the show, like, is it fair to go back and forth between the show and the books at this point? Like, is that fair? Um, I think if we're just talking about the first. Yes, the first three episodes. And like non as non-spoilery as we can, because we don't know if people are oh. saving it. Yeah. Well, I think this was in the trailers. There's this talk about like the four. In, oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's in the trailers. In in the first three episodes and uh and it it implies that it's more than just the boys like it's one of the women as well and this scene in the book makes me feel like it's actually in the text too i just never thought about it because the way that events unfold so like powerfully to like get the women where they need to go feels very taverin actually yeah we yes yes i agree with you i think Based on Jordan's definition of Taverin, mm-hmm. basically everyone from Amon's Field <laughs> is Taverin. Right. You're right. Like, all of them. All all of them. them. <laughs> like, Egwene, Nynaeve, Rand, Matt, Perrin, all of them are Taverin, yeah. based on what, right. what Jordan says, right? And I think <laughs> Elaine can be a part of that, too. <laughs> sure, sure. All right, so let's see. So they get to the palace, and they're sneaking in as well, there's uh, some, deliverers. I, I think oh. we want to mention that, like, the white cloaks are outside. There's all this, oh, like, yes. unrest happening. Um, like, when Elaine sort of, like, comes back to herself, the cart has, like, stopped, and white cloaks are um, questioning Baildoman about what's going on. And then someone, like, ooh, Jachim Keridan like walks right by mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who we know is like a dark friend, but is under Leandrin's thumb right now. Um, right. And they all put their heads down, and there is this moment where you're like, "Oh my god, is he going to notice that?" It's like very <laughs> stressful, and and what Jordan is so good at. Uh, and then Aguianine, and she puts her face down, and Nynaeve says, "That man is very worried about something. I hope he's not heard." And then it like cuts off by somebody in the crowd yelling out that the Panarch is dead. They've killed her. Mm-hmm. Which at first, I didn't remember this. So I was like, oh, shit. And then it's immediately right. revealed to be like this big plan to right. to like confuse everybody and be allow them then to like slip inside to the, the Panarch's off, uh, palace or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, they have this like load of ice peppers and um Doman manages to like get them through the you know questions and and into the into the palace just the three of them obviously not him as well right um and they yes. immediately see <laughs> one of the black aja 
Yeah, I mean they they're they're in this these like very rough um, homespun things like whatever, and so luckily it they see Marilyn Gemmelfin when they come into the kitchen who has her cat and there's like. Mm. Uh, it says, if she looked up from the cat, if she really became aware of them, there would be no need for channeling for her to know that two of them could. This close, the woman could be able to sense the ability itself. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, terrified. And they've been sent to, like, go drop the, like, ice peppers in the storage room, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Elaine is freaking out. And she's like, did you see her? As soon as they get there. And then there's this description of all this food mm-hmm. around them. And Elaine switches to like, this is disgusting, like blah, blah. And like, <laughs> fine. I if, I agree that Elaine would do that. I It felt very weird and out of character in that moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which yeah. I, I was like, have someone else say, did you see her? So it doesn't right. feel weird that Elaine is like, holy shit, the Black Hodge is right outside. Also, man, look at all this wasted food. Right. <laughs> right. It's weird. It's, it's weird. super weird. Yeah. So then, so we discover that they have like, they've hidden clothes under the peppers. They've got these uh, uniforms, like servant uniforms for moving around the Panarch's palace so that, you know, nobody will notice them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so they come back out and they have this whole interaction with, like, the cooks. And, well, wait, you know... wait, 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 oh, sorry. Because, um... oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Never mind. Okay, yeah. So they have this whole interaction with the cooks where, you know, the cooks are mad about the Black Aja ladies being the worst. And um, and they're like, what are you doing in the kitchen? Like, take this tray up. And Elaine is like, oh, I know how to be a servant. And she does this. Like, I know. <laughs> The cook gets so mad and they have to like run out of the kitchen and she's like I don't understand like that's exactly the curtsy I was always getting from the servants and you're like Elaine you're royalty what are you doing doing? I like that was a really funny moment that was that was very very funny because you know it's like she doesn't realize that maybe she shouldn't be giving like a royal curtsy to the cook because it's mocking yeah it's really good uh, and so we get some more description. They they go through some cupboards and find, like, excuses to be walking around, like a feather duster. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a guillotine takes, like, the pestle out of a mortar and pestle and puts it in some laundry. She's like, just in case. Which I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah. Like, how um, big is that mortar? It's, it's a lot. Or uh, pestle, rather. Anyway. <laughs> and then so they, they decide to split up. And this was another point where I was like, this is like, – Nynaeve is not this stupid. Like mm. – when so Elaine and is going to presumably go try to deal with the Panarch being missing, mm-hmm. um, because Nynaeve is like, if there are guards, and or if she's not alone, leave. Like she's, it she doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? And so Elaine is kind of like, fine, but like Aganian should go with you. Like you are doing the more important task. Mm-hmm. Which is true based on what Nynaeve just said. And Nynaeve yes. is like, I have no need for Senshan. But like, uh, I just, I know that Nynaeve is hot-headed and yeah. angry. But this to me again was, I was like, I have seen you recognize the choices you should make that are best for the mission. Mm. And this is not one of them. I I will confess that this one felt a little more in character to me just because 
she was, I felt appropriately pissed off. Totally. And, like, no, I betrayed agree. Betrayed about the again and like Shanshan, you know, reveal. And, and it's very soon after that. So like, she's okay, more knows whatever, but like, I can see Naive being like, fuck you. I don't want you anywhere near me um, still. So, which actually, we're going to talk about this more later in this chapter, but yeah. I do, but then I kind of. But was... I don't disagree with you. I'm like, it does. it's ridiculous that like, she's going to get the thing that they need to save from the Black Aja to save Rand. She's not going to take reinforcements. Like, come the fuck on. Right. Like, like Elaine I... is on the side mission. I agree yeah. with you on like, that. Like, I yeah. wish there had been a little bit more, like, just one or two more sentences of back mm-hmm. and forth to sell it. Because I think I needed that. Like, as for believability, yeah. I think I needed Elaine to have, like, at least, like, a second of pushback. Yeah. Or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just just something. Um so, like, Nynaeve is like, I don't need it, and just leaves. Right. <laughs> it's like, bye. Um, and then Elaine and um, Aguianine head to the Panarch store, and there's this great, I thought, like, horrifying moment where they're, like, standing outside the door, and <laughs> Elaine's like, well, there's a black sister in there. Right. I can hear some weird singing. Yeah. Ooh, it's uh, yeah. It's it's very it's very like the the person she can hear like really re- like body singing right mm-hmm. like they're they're very like sailory I, type songs. I was trying to remember which was the one of them that went into te- it was Nynaeve right who went yes. into the yeah, 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 Panarch, yeah. like into the Teleran Riot and saw this so like yes. we already know what's happening so yeah. we know what's happening here um, but we're getting it from. Uh, Elaine's perspective and what is the most interesting part of this section to me um prior to them going inside is so again is like we have to go like that's the whole thing if Nynaeve had said like if there's anyone in there like walk away and Elaine is like if they feel me channel they might think it's anyone who isn't there and then she said she thinks like she could do at least three or four things at once with the power something only Egwene and Nynaeve could match First, is that the first time we've heard that specific thing explicitly? Like yeah, being... and I also don't know <clears throat> Excuse me, how we're supposed to know that that's true. Like, she doesn't know what these black sisters can do. It's true. I think maybe it was like, maybe if it had been as, like, from what she understood, that was pretty rare. Right, yeah. Um, This is, dang, this is like another point where I wanted to bring up something that happens in the show, but like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought that was a really interesting thing to say because, like, I agree with you. Like, that one, I don't think that they've been, like, super explicit about that. Mm-hmm. Just that they are very, very strong. Like, we know Egwene yes. and Nynaeve and Elaine are all very, very strong. The strongest they've seen in who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically being able to do multiple things at one time mm-hmm. is is very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting piece of skill lore I guess except Mm -hmm. for that it sort of does come out of nowhere and seems totally unfounded like how does she know like how how we like have gotten nothing of this before so it's like a weird moment to bring it up it very yeah very like random and weird where I was like well I'm gonna latch onto that because I want to know more (laughs) right it does feel a little bit like uh Robert Jordan justifying how she's able to do what she does next yeah but it does yeah that's true more experienced sister that's that's a fair point that's a fair point um there was also a moment that I liked in a second where she so 
she basically is like, all right, open the door and then immediately drop to the ground and I'm going to handle this shit, which I, <laughs> I quite liked. So like yeah. the door flings open to mail is standing there and Elaine like immediately is like, OK, here's a shield. Right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and she like sends her flying with some airflows. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, I thought that was pretty like I liked how fast it was. Yes, I agree. It was right? badass. Uh, mm-hmm. So she like does that. She because th- I'm Emma Thera has been like on her toes, sort of like like Tamale had her wrapped with air, I think, and like was being forced to sing and whatever. And so Elaine lets her down, and we hear a little bit about what beyond just this like cruelty from specific from like the specific things in the bedroom. They're like it amused them to make me sometimes give justice and sometimes pronouncements of horrible injustice. Mm-hmm. Rulings that will cause strife for generations if I can't put them aright. We're getting real cruelty, like for cruelty's sake from the Black yeah. Aja here, which I actually don't know that we've seen a ton of in terms of dark friends. Like, usually they're so mission-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it. I mean, Leandrin, we have seen her be very cruel, but it's true it was always in service of some specific goal. Yeah. Like, this is just, like, you're just, like, sure, they're torturing her, but she's a prisoner, like, whatever. But this idea of, like, forcing her to do, like, to give injustices that will impact communities for, like, no reason. Yeah, or, and learn body songs just to humiliate her. Like, it's, it's very, which I think is, you know, character appropriate given the situation <laughs> 100% so it was just like a, a moment where it was like okay so we're getting like while the dark friends have existed and have been scary and are clearly working in service of Balzaman and etc they again have been working in service of they don't tend to mm. make these extraneous like choices to just for just because they're shitty people right. want to do shitty things but they are <laughs> but they are <laughs> Um, I also liked, like, so um, Elaine is, like, tied off these uh, uh, weaves and all this stuff. And there's this line at the end where it says, perhaps learning how to handle those heavy weavings from Joran had increased her strength. I like that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting that we're going to keep seeing more of these, like, unconventional educations for the three of them that mm-hmm. allow them to work, like, outside of the traditional Aes Sedai boxes. Yeah, I agree. It's it's It makes the action moments with all of them really fun. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, and then, yeah, she has this whole interaction with Amathera who's, like, I'm going to murder Tamale. Like she's, you know, kicking and punching her. And like, Elena's like, all right, calm down. Like, we don't have time for this. Like, I'm going <laughs> to rescue you. You're going to come with me. And she was like, no, I'm not. And they have this whole sort of face off uh, where Elaine, like, actually, like, pulls all of Amathera's hair up with weaves of air. It's and it's like, great... you're going to listen to me. <laughs> it's a great visual, right? Like, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. What's interesting to me in this section is is the way that Elaine is like constantly surprised at what she's doing. Like it feels a little bit like some of those moments with Rand or Matt where they're like, I don't know why I'm doing this or how I'm doing it, but I'm suddenly doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was Elaine's moment. I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm supposed to take from that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, well, I guess she hasn't had she and Nynaeve have both been so careful with not using the power. Um 
I guess she hasn't had much chance to see how her work has changed after their journey with the the sea folk. Um, sure, but it's not just the power. It's like the way her voice sounds um, and the way she's like oh, facing yeah. down no, you're right. Like You're right. It's like all of these different things where she's like, I'm so surprised at how I'm doing this. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't I know. Agree I, don't know like, that's I don't know what we're supposed to think from that because I don't remember if it pans out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't don't know what it connects to anything. But anyway, so then we switch to Nynaeve, who is uh, in the like hall of stuff. Yeah, like the museum. Yeah, Um, I did like this, like still holding her duster prominently just in case. (laughs) That made me laugh really hard of the like image of Nynaeve. Like, yes, I am dusting. Yeah, (laughs) I, a servant, am dusting. Like, sure, Nynaeve, sure. Um, So... She touches the co- she sees the collar that was made for um, men who can channel, and she feels like suffering and agony and woe, and she almost starts crying, and she she's just like horrified by this thing. This this part, I feel like the relationships are all they've all gotten very complicated between everybody, and you know you see it in like how Rand is relating to everyone, but I liked the way Nynaeve was like. I am not going to let Rand be handled in this way mm-hmm. because it was just a reminder of where they came from and her loyalties. Right. Um, because there was that, you know, there, there are moments that will be coming up where it's very much about her being like, we, I am protecting Rand. Right. Like right. Th- this is about Rand not being forced into things by people who shouldn't be able to take power over him. Mm, I don't remember those parts specifically, but I believe you. I did also like this moment where she acknowledges, like, she's having all these thoughts, and she's like, I'm mad at Moiraine. I'm mad at Aguirre. I know. I'm mad, I'm mad. And she's like, oh, right, I'm making myself mad. So I, <laughs> I, like, I like that moment of self-awareness from yes, her. Yes, I agree. Because yeah. she, like, she knows she needs it. Yeah. Um, and then, ooh, this part's ooh. so good. I love this part so, so much. Yeah. Um, so she's sitting there and she kind of hears like a serving per like woman come in. Uh, and she's like, oh, she'll go in a minute. And then she's like, wait, why did I think she was going to leave in a minute? And then of course it's like fucking Mogedian. <laughs> but she figures it out in yeah. time. She, Thank goodness. Well, sort of. Yeah. Sort of in she, time. Uh, they like start channeling at each other immediately, trying to cut each other off from the source and, you know, fighting in all of these different ways and, um, and there's this, I th- I think what I love about this battle is that it's so, like, it's not violent. It's, it's all, like, concentrated in them trying to do this thing that's totally invisible mm-hmm. to a- anybody else and even to themselves in a certain way. And then Mogedian starts, like, evil villain expositioning and I love even more that Nynaeve's like why is she telling me all this? I know I liked I like I agree with you I like that it wasn't like act like literal physical action but it's yeah. still Jordan does such a good job still of like building the tension and making us understand how important this is and how scary it is like if yeah if still felt very much like a battle and he he even writes about how like if somebody walked into that room they would just see two yeah. women like staring at each other basically <laughs> but having all the like weaves and like how close they are and how much power is being used mm-hmm. and then like i i liked all of that so much because Nynaeve is also terrified yes 
because she does not want to be taken control of again. Like, she doesn't Mm -hmm. want somebody to be able to do that. Um, And then, like you said, Mogadian starts, like, freaking monologuing. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. Like, telling her about the collar and, like, well, you could do it this way, but then you'd have to do that. And then it's not going to work like this. Like, she spills all this information about how the collar and the bracelets work and, like, how many women can be involved. And then she's like, I'm going to give you to Robin. Like, it is, it's, no, it is interesting. But I also appreciate that, like, we are both getting information and the characters involved are like, this is just a distraction. Yes. Like, this is, she's just literally trying she's to She's just talking, me. right? Yeah. Like, she's mm-hmm. just like, we do get like confirmation again of like Robin with Morgays, obviously. Oh, I thought it was Demandred who's with. Yeah, but she says, perhaps I will give you to Robin. He always repays favors. He does have that pretty little queen to amuse him now. Oh, so I actually assumed right. that was uh, Robin. Okay, okay. You're right, you're right. I'm getting my Forsaken mix up. I think you're right. Uh, there's so many. There are. There's so many. I mix them up all the time. I, like, yeah. can't. I don't remember who's who. No. Um, <laughs> we get, again, like, uh, you can't, that the the um, collar is Quendalar, mm-hmm. so you can't destroy it. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, the drawbacks, like, it'll, like, it's, basically a two-way street right like he'll be able to control you so you have to struggle um and then men are always so good at violence they make wonderful weapons or two women can each wear one bracelet if you have someone you trust enough and then she's just like she's still doing this and then she pushes back like you are following this like (laughs) controlling loose there and randolph thor as he is called now would be most useful but is it worth the price you can see why i have left the collar and bracelets where they are and so she thinks that it's about controlling Rand. And right. then he was like, uh-uh. And this is yeah. the moment because she notices there's sweat, like Mogedian mm-hmm. is sweating. And Nynaeve is like, oh, hold on. Right. <laughs> She's not mad. Right. <laughs> She's terrified. Right. <laughs> And this is great because she's like, okay, I just have to distract her long enough to, like, break her concentration. And I love that she figures it out. Like, she lets herself sag. She leans on the pillar. And, like, Mogedian comes closer. And then she chucks the collar at her face. Yeah, like, Nightingale was like, fine, I can't, like, beat you with this. But there is this great, I have to say, like, so Mogedian keeps talking. Yeah. And she's like, the collar and bracelet were made after I was, but we won't talk about it. And then she talks a little bit about the Age of Legends, which is like, you guys don't even know. Like, you don't even know. I lived over 200 years yeah. when the boar was opened. Uh, I, I was still young for an Aes Sedai. Your legends are butt pale imitations. And then Nynaeve stops listening. And I was like, wait, no, but I want to know more. <laughs> like, come on. And then she nope. has that, like, great moment of thinking of, like, she could use the she's been able to use the power since like before the age of legends but mm-hmm. in hiding how used to doing things without the power had she become right and that's when she's like oh i'm going to fuck you up yeah. <laughs> great yeah so she manages to shield mogetting she was trying to still her but it didn't quite work so uh she shielded instead and then she like Mogedian tries to run away and she weaves this flow of air to tie her up. And of course, immediately Mogedian's like, we can come to some kind of arrangement. I'll teach you. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) It's good. And then Nynaeve has this whole like internal battle about like what 
she will do with her, which I think was actually also a very good character moment. Like it is very naive to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all the things to you that you said you were gonna do to me. And then she's like, wait, no, I'm not like, I'm, that's not who I am. Yeah. And also she's like, she's gonna go to, she's gonna go to the tower. And then she's yeah. like, she's not, she's, how is she gonna get there? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what? No, that's not, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but then this is like, she's coming back to, she says, I was ready to torture her by letting her think I would. She deserves it, surely, but that is not me. Or is it? Am I no better than a guillotine? Mm-hmm. Which is this sort of, like, this forced, like, okay, Nynaeve needs to, like, stop being mad at a guillotine in a right. way that I was like, oh, yes. that's annoying. Yeah, 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 I agree. So then she goes back to get the seal because that was her other target mm-hmm. um, and figures out that Mogedian had, like, disguised it. So she Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, and then she like she realizes she has to leave Mogedian behind. Like there's nothing she can do with her. Like they have to get back out of here. They have yep. to take what they're so so she's just like, Well, I guess I just have to leave her here. She opens the door and one of the other black sisters is there the, with a no, fucking duh terror angry all that throws balefire because they were using so much of the power that everybody knows something is up. But like this this I this like black Aja sister clearly like doesn't know how to control the thing she's yeah. using because it's just like going everywhere and she's like falling down and like it's like it a little like, Betty Hill yeah it was both scary and comical yeah time. yeah <laughs> it was intense um but so like Nynaeve basically just like crawls out of there because it's mm-hmm. it's like go cutting through everything essentially um and, and also she's like she is not She's used so much of the power that yes, she doesn't she, have. She can't. She can't do anything else now. And then she realizes Mogedian has like escaped somehow. Yeah, because she left her like tied hanging in the air essentially, mm-hmm. and and shielded from the source. And then she was kind of like, "How would she? How would she do that? That's impossible." And then she's like, "Wait, how would I know that? That what? Like, <laughs> I've I've beaten one of the Forsaken. I would have thought that would be impossible." Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, so now we're into chapter 55, and she is running through the corridors trying to find Elaine. She actually sees Leandrin, which made yep. me oh, so oh, my like, oh my god. I was like, don't see her, don't see her, don't see her, don't see right her. Away. Um, <laughs> and then she comes across, she does find Elaine and uh, Gianine and Amathera, who is now wearing, like, disguise clothes. Yeah, she's wearing a white dress that they're hoping people won't notice in the hubbub. Mm. I did like this moment where like they see each other and Nynaeve like hugs Elaine and she's like, did you have any trouble? And she's like, no, not at all. But a guillotine like looks at, <laughs> looks at her. And then she's like, I'm a there. did cause a little problem. And Nynaeve goes, trouble? Why would she give, why would she give trouble? Why would you give trouble? <laughs> <laughs> and that to me was like such a wonderful little Nynaeve moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then Elaine is like, she tried to sneak off to rouse her soldiers, and we told her not to. And Elaine's like, it's fine. We had a little talk. She's not going to disagree with me again. And you're like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> and then we, Elaine, find out, you <laughs> we find out that, like, Elaine had to stop Aganine from going to find Nynaeve. And then mm-hmm. Nynaeve was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, like, okay, they're all, like, 
Jordan is like, they need to be friends again. Yeah, it's it's like very after school special. Yeah. <laughs> like when she's literally like, why won't you let me hate her? Am I so different from her? Like, okay, yeah, we I get know. it. Like, okay. Um, but I loved this moment where Elaine is like, you captured Mogedian? <laughs> you captured one of the Forsaken? And like, I don't know what the middle of this Venn diagram is going to look like, but what I thought of. <laughs> Was it Naruto? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's this character, Sakura, who is like the girl on the team. But she is, i it's been a few years, but I believe the first one among the three main characters to fight and beat an Akatsuki on her own. And it like gave me all the same feelings. So mm, nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great trope. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I do. And I love that. Nynaeve is like embarrassed about I it know. because Mogedian got away. She's like, yeah, but it doesn't like I oh, I hate admitting when I was wrong. Like I she got away and it's all my fault. And you're like, oh, my God, you're missing the point. I know. She's like, I know that I said that thing about being careful. But like all I could think about was beating her. And then yeah. Elaine's like kind of a dick about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because we know that she is lying to Nynaeve. And so like, come Which on also now. seems like unnecessary. Yeah, whatever. like it, it's trying to build this whole thing up where Elaine is like, mm, I don't know, like trying to get like a one up sort of situation. And, with yeah, Nynaeve. we've seen it before. And it's annoying. Like, yeah, it's unnecessary and annoying. Yeah, agree, agree. So anyway, so then they're like, okay, we have to go. <laughs> yes. And Julian shows up. He like suddenly shows up with some lockpicks. He's like, oh, we got to get out of here. Uh, which is all very convenient that he just happens to pick the lock right next to the well, door that I they're standing they, they planned on it is oh, how okay. I read it. Is that that's it. why they were like meeting somewhere. Like mm-hmm. Elaine and Aguinan had been there for like a half an hour waiting for Nynaeve. All right, that's true. Oh, you're right. And there is this line, what is keeping those men? Yeah, uh, so like... So yeah, okay, fine. So yes, so Julian shows up and Bale Doman's sailors are out there. They're like, the riot has gone totally out of control. Yeah, so they they sneak back to the, um, the inn. There's this sort of like... Elaine is being like extra shitty to the Panarch. Yeah. Like, and everyone's kind of like, what is happening? And they get to the inn, and Elaine's like, this is Thera. She can work in the kitchens. <laughs> Give her a pallet. And yeah. at first, she's like, uh, yeah, she should stay low for a few days. And she's not wrong. Like, it really isn't that mm-hmm. far from the Panarch is dead to death to the Panarch. Right. But then I was like, you are like very intensely overstepping your bounds, I think. right when she's like she has no idea what the common people go through she needs to learn i don't know i felt i actually felt that was very in character for elaine because we've seen her like as they've been traveling through all of these war-torn countries she's just aghast at the way totally that the nobility are not do or the rulers are not like living up to what she considers their end of the bargain like if you have all the money and the power you have to use it to help 
the common people. I agree. I think it was in character. I just yeah. also think oh, yeah, that it, totally. she's going to cause an international incident because it's yes. not her place. 100%. 100%. I also am very like, what did what happened that Amathera is like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. Like, I know, I'll, right? I'll work like, in the kitchens for three days. Elaine scared the shit out of her. Yeah. What did she do anyway? And yeah, Tom is like, okay, uh, this is interesting. I you know. know. He's like, you'll make a great queen. And I was like, will, will you not? Because it kind of <laughs> sounds like you would start a war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also this moment where Nynaeve is like... Because this is all, um, this is Nynaeve POV. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. she's thinking about Mogedian and she's like, she didn't, this felt a little bit like Jordan being like, don't worry about it to us. Because mm. it's, she did not think there was any need to worry about Mogedian. The woman had had every opportunity to come into the open even after she'd freed herself. That still puzzled her. She must have been careless in tying off the shield. But if Mogedian had been unwilling to face her then, when she must have known Nynaeve was nearly exhausted, she could not think the woman would come after them. Like, that to me was Jordan being like, this is going to, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And the fact that they're like, okay, but Leandrin, though. And I'm like, really? I'm supposed to be more afraid of Leandrin than of a Forsaken? Like, Mm -hmm. this is a little bit of a stretch here. Like, obviously, yes, afraid of Leandrin, but more afraid of Leandrin than a Forsaken? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like, that to me was like a little bit of a, like, okay, I I have to believe you because you're telling me this, but (laughs) I don't know if I, like, really believe you. Yeah, no, it doesn't does that feel right. Um, so they have the they get the like seal out and <laughs> then they get the collar out and they they try to like um they try to burn it and and uh, like it doesn't do anything, obviously, right? Right. But then Nine was like, can you just drop this into a deep part of the sea? And I was like, is that is that really how they're going to handle this? I Well, this was – I was trying to remember. I was like, is that – does that actually happen? Or I don't is know. Or just the setup for somebody else getting a hold of it because, like, that's the worst plan ever. <laughs> right. That would piss me off. Like, that's I will be terrible plan. really mad if that's how this goes because it's so inconceivably stupid. Like – of course someone will get it. So I hope this is the last we see of this stupid caller. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I genuinely do not know. So But this anyway. is what I'm saying is where so um like Nynaeve wants to get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. And Drillin is like this has to I think this should be taken to the White Tower for safekeeping and Nynaeve says no. Hmm. She's like this goes back to the tower but that if those are in the tower, Aes Sedai might decide to use them just as the Black Aja intended to, to control Rand. Right. Would Moiraine, Sue and Sanch, she would not take the chance. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's like this was oh, for, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for Nynaeve, this is about protecting Rand. Right. Well, and also she already like doesn't trust the White Tower. Right. So this is super in character. Very also. in character. Yeah. But it was yeah. just a nice reminder of like as much as Rand is like isolating himself and like whatever, there are people who are like, no, I I'm here to help him specifically, mm. and yeah, mm-hmm. it it helps that Nynaeve has this bias against the tower, right? But I do think like even she says like, um, Nynaeve like Elaine is like I see what you mean, and Nynaeve says she doubted that she did. Elaine believed in the power in the tower wholeheartedly, but she believed in Rand too. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's a nice moment. 
and then yeah they have this conversation and bail and is like yeah i'll take it out i'll i'll drop it near the the ale somera and then there's this weird moment where it's like a guillotine is sad about probably sad that dumb one's gonna be gone but it goes into like nine being like the next time i see land Like, yeah, yes. there's all of these like, well, if I could do, if I face down Mogedian and I like now have the sense of mortality and yep. if like, and if a Guianine <laughs> can have a crush on Bale Doman who like, you know, I, she like, <laughs> they have a weird power dynamic, like Elaine can love Rand, then I can do, I can love Plan. And you're like, okay, all right, <laughs> right, whatever it takes, girl, <laughs> whatever it takes. Uh, all right. Chapter 56, we're back with Perrin. And it's at like he writes. Oh my god, this letter he writes to Vale though. I was like, I love you so much. It's so sweet. This is my sweet. He's like, parent. I'm not good at writing, but then it's like this beautiful sentiment. Yeah, <laughs> really gorgeous. Like image. It's like basically poetry. Like when He's you like, hear I'm... the like breeze stir through the apple blossoms, it is my whisper that I love you. Like what the fuck, man? How dare rude. <laughs> dare you oh. Oh, <laughs> and then so he's, he's like, like talking to the letter yeah I yeah can't. so he's writing this, this whole letter he's putting it on the mantelpiece and he's like he's clearly readying himself for what yeah. he considers to be the end like all of this next section is just all of these people you know like coming to him and saying this or that and he's just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he's just he's basically like this is it. We're done. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a very long setup. It to, is. It like unnecessarily long. It honestly, yeah, it, drags. it drags. As it comes back to again, like Jordan needing to f- have this long, large focus on Perrin, but not necessarily having the story to support it. Yeah. Right. Like I don't need to know what every single faction <laughs> is doing. What every single fa- the things that matter are like. The interaction with the white cloaks and knowing that Amon's field is ready, right? Like, right, right. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. And he's making all these plans. Like the women's circle is, you know, had plans to protect the children, and he's telling mm-hmm. the companions that, like, when it comes down to it, that's their priority. And they're like, no. And he's like, yes. And Aram has attached to himself to Perrin very closely. Um, but yes, then we get to this actual important moment with the white cloaks. So stupid. Where Bornhold is like we're leaving. It's it doesn't make any sense. No, none of this, none of any of this part makes like any literally sense. nothing about the way Bornhold interacts with Perrin at this point makes sense. Like I, I guess maybe we're just supposed to believe that he's so deranged by his like loss and rage and also drinking. Like we are led to believe that he has become an alcoholic. But like it's really kind of a stretch. It's a huge stretch. You haven't seen any of that. Like I was about to say, and I hate that I think this, but I he needed a Bornhold POV. Like Mm -hmm. we we needed a Bornhold POV to see this descent because this whole time I was like, what? You are I mean you suck, but like you you've this is bad like this is not in character this feels like really like we're gonna leave because i think you're setting up all the trollocs like what yeah and like we're if you want to feed your villagers to the trollocs like we're not gonna hang around to watch it and it's like i'm sorry what you've been there for weeks 
Yeah, you, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And so Perrin kind of is like pushing and like being like you, he realizes what he has to do. And he's like, he eggs him on and is like, fine, like you have to help us and then you can arrest me. Like I promise. Mm-hmm. And so as much as the other children are like, no, we can't. Bornhold is so furious that he's like, fine, I'll do it and then I'll kill you at the end. Right. Like, I'll, we'll help you and then I'll get you, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, people are unhappy with Perrin for making right. that promise, inevitably. And now we get some more chanting of golden eyes. And then we take some more tours of the fortifications. And every villager in Amonsfield gets their name drop moment. Like, literally every single one. I did like this, like, <laughs> interaction with Gaul. Um, mm. because Perrin, of course, to everyone was like, you don't have to stay. But Gaul is like, do you think I would leave? Yeah. And I really liked this. Um, I came with you, Perrin, and I will stay until you go. And then he starts laughing. And then he's like, perhaps someone will even tell a story of me one day. We do not go in for such things. But there could be an Ogier hero, I suppose. A yeah. joke, Perrin. I made a joke. Oh, Laugh. Loyal. I thought you said Gaul. But yes, this conversation with Loyal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah, I did say Gaul, but I meant Loyal. Yes, yeah. But he's like, a joke, Perrin. I made a joke. Laugh. Come. We will tell each other jokes and laugh. And think of file flying free. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. The, like, relationship there is now settled in a way I appreciate. Like, the, you know, loyal parent fail like, friendship situation yes. is is now correct. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't think he earned it, but no, no. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get this weird conversation with Varen that I quoted at the top. She's just like being "Mm." a freaking weirdo. And then she's super cryptic because she says the thing about like, I would follow you all around even if I had to marry you. He's like, well, I already have a wife. Um, And yeah, she's like, but you don't know what marrying Zareen Bashir means. And then she says, when are you going to give up this axe for the hammer? And I was like, what is she talking about? It was like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah. And then so everybody, like, all of a sudden they hear this war cry of Isam, which have we, do we know what that is? So one of our, oh, shoot, I meant to write it down and I didn't. One of our lovely patrons was like, if you wanted to know about Lord Luke, here's what part of the Great Hunt would go back to. I believe it was Catherine. It was Catherine. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I 100% forgot to do it. But this is something to do with that. It's something to do with that. Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm just, I'm literally, I don't have it here. Oh, no, I think a great hunt is downstairs. Never mind. Yeah. Dang it. I also meant to do the same thing, and then I also <laughs> did not do that. We'll, we'll do it before the next show, we I promise. swear. We promise. <laughs> There's, like, clues here. We know. There, they, I think that Isam is Lord Luke, and they're, like, that's their, like, leader battle cry. That's yeah, my guess. No, I agree. Um, I'm actually just Googling it, like, great hunt. <laughs> Hayden Fane wrote on wall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Prison. was in. It was the part of the Great Hunt where he's in the dungeons, and Varen and whoever else are examining the writings that was left behind after the escape. Yeah, and like, what did he write? Is the question, right? Yes, that's the question. Yes. What did he write? Tell me what he wrote. One it just says that one message says like we will meet again on Toman Head. It's never over, Althor. But like, what does the other message say? Do you do we do we know? Does it tell I'm, us? I, 
If the internet doesn't know, I certainly don't know. And the horn of and the horn of Valir is missing. But like, the fuck does it say on the on the actual thing? Uh oh. Is this gonna spoil something? Well, it's in the book. I know, but right? I can't remember. I don't think it tells us. I could be mm. wrong, but like, I I don't want it to like. Oh no, the we'll great hunt. The great hunt, chapter seven. Um. I don't think this is in the book, though, because this is very long. Okay. But yeah, well, Luke... We'll, we'll look the, it up the, the, in the book. Hold on, hold on. The part is, Luke came to the mountains of doom. Isam waited in the high passes. The hunt has now begun. The shadows hounds now course and kill. One did live and one did die, but both are. The time of change has come. But I don't remember that. Right? Yeah, I... I, I I believe that it was in there and that I was just like, whatever, prophecy nonsense. <laughs> I do I actually don't remember that at all. So like I don't know. Who knows? But so maybe they're not the same people. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. We're nine hundred pages into the fourth book. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Ooh. We'll figure it out eventually. God. Okay. So they scream me some and then there's this like and uh, they say Isam again, and Varen murmurs, interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's the worst. Because she's the worst. Uh, right now she's the worst. And then the whole, like, fight happens. It's just a, it's a very big fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's, right, it's just, it is. It's just fighting, fighting, and it is, it does feel very last stand. Um, mm-hmm. Heron is, you know, like, gauging when do they need to fall back and like how many people can be saved and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then he like gets attacked by a Trolloc and is like almost breaking his leg. And Aram suddenly is really good at the sword. I guess he's been training with Tam in the background. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I acceptable. Like, fine. yeah, acceptable. Uh, and then we've got a fade and everything is like bloody and terrible. And we hear about, you know, all of the women have come to actually help reinforce the line. So we see them fighting. But and parents like, where the fuck are the white cloaks? Like, why don't I see any white cloaks out here? And then this like boy shows up. <laughs> this is so weird. It was like so like it felt like so Dickensian. <laughs> Yes, like, yes, please, sh- sir, listen. Yeah, Lord Perrin, Lord Perrin. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Our fake British accents are terrible. So sorry. Um, but so this kid comes up and is like, Master Althor says somebody's attacking the Trollocs. And Perrin is like, what? Who are you? <laughs> right, right. That is a great moment. He's like, they're shouting Devon Ride. Um, and so he, you know, he, but so Perrin looks and like, sure enough, there's like arrows, uh, raining down onto the Trollocs and there's, he sees the Red Eagle banner of Manetherin mm-hmm. out there and Fael and Bane yeah. are back with reinforcements. Yeah. It is a very triumphant moment. It is. And then like... <laughs> Sorry, that kid shows up again. Yeah, he does. There's so much of this kid in this little section. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. But he's like, it is Devin Ride. <laughs> His parents are like, what's your name, lad? <laughs> it's so weird. And it turns out he's like a cousin, like a distant cousin that parent didn't even yeah. know he had, apparently. Which like, like, <laughs> I was this was a little bit wild to me that like parent he lost his entire family like immediate family like he's not he in doesn't touch. know 
Yeah, he doesn't know that he has other family. Like, come on now. The Two Rivers is not that big. Everything about this was, like, so weird and coy and, like... Yeah, and he's like, oh, you you can tell your... Well, Cousin Jamie, you can tell your children and your grandchildren about this. And he's like, I, girls are stupid. Girls are gross. Like, what? Like, okay. What is... Yeah, he says that thing about complaining about girls, which I was like, Perrin, why didn't you be like, did you not see the women fighting? Did you right. not see them being awesome? Okay, yeah. fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Jamie. Yeah. So apparently, Fail has shown back up with enough people from like Watch Hill and Devon Ride that because we've been told so many times in these two river sections that there are like thousands, like five thousand, seven thousand. Trollocs. Um, there's so yes. many Trollocs. Like, there's no way they can defeat them. But now they've got, like, so she brought back enough reinforcements that they killed all of the Trollocs? Apparently, like, mo- the vast majority. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a little like, okay, you're just taking care of this problem. And this is, this is a little bit where these last few chapters, like, this is one of the ways in which they kind of didn't work for me because it, I, I think in previous books when Jordan has waited until the very end to like make all the action happen, it still felt somehow earned, but like some of these felt like a little too tidying up. Like, and now I'm tying off this little bit, and now I'm tying off this little bit, and like everything is resolved here and everything is resolved there. And I was just like, hi, this feels a little pat to me. No, like, I agree. I agree with regards to the two rivers storyline, like a lot because it is he spends so much time on setup yeah that I actually don't think he necessarily he was just like I don't know maybe it felt like he had to spend this much time on Perrin but like it really did a disservice to this story this 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 piece of the narrative because like I agree it's just like oh now they're just done right like Like, was it it was that easy fine now and like the white cloak thing too. So so you know he. So, uh, we'll get there. But like so, Perrin rides across this like field of dead Trollocs, um, and fades, and has this like reunion moment with Fael where she's like, "I said I would go, but I didn't say how it's far very I would sweet. go." And like blah 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 blah. Like don't be mad at me. Like, and he's like, "I, I love you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really cute and sweet. Yeah. It is it's it's very, very sweet. And they're like hugging and, mm-hmm. and you know, over horses or whatever. Um and there this was very weird to me where it's like that guy who showed up was like, We're coming and it turns out it yeah. was about reinforcements. Yes, and like somehow Fail figured that out. It was so weird. Like I agree. Really, I was like, What? Yeah. Okay. This is not this is not earned like, to me. Fine, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Like, I'm happy they're not all dead, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, um, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll let you have right. this. Yeah, right, right. Like, I don't care But that then, much. yeah, so then the White Cloaks come riding back out, and they have clearly not been in the battle. Like, they're pristine, they're, you know, their swords are still shiny, like, no, they they clearly did not participate in the battle at all. And Bornhold is like, all right, time to come with me. I'm going to arrest you. And Perrin's like, uh, I said if you helped. <laughs> this I actually was like, if they, again, had set this up better, yes. it would have worked really well. Like if Jordan yes. had given us a single POV of yes. how Bornhold became this person. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of goes from like that conversation he and Perrin have 
whenever it was where Perrin was like, yeah. stay and help us. And then at the end, you can have me. Like, just right. stay and help. To, no, fuck off. I'm not going to fight Trollocs. Like, what? Right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And... It's And then, you know, it's supposed to be this triumphant moment of, like, all of the local people rallying to, like, yeah. you know, kick the white cloaks out. And it just feels kind of hollow because it, it, the behavior of Bornhold is so erratic. And yes. there's also some weird moments where, like, these other uh, white cloaks are, I mean, Child Buyer, we already yeah. know, but there's this other one who, like, suddenly Farron. gets... Yeah, like a name and like and 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 some, you know, screen time as it were. And I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he says like they're leaving and Bornhall is like, I will see you hang one day. And um, Bayer, of course, is like furious. But Farron seemed to look at him with regret for some reason. And I was like, what? Who are you? What we're supposed to know about this. I don't think we're supposed to know anything. I don't know. It does. It almost feels like a, P, a, a like a Bornhold POV got cut or something. Oh, like I don't know, right? Like it feels like Maybe. there's a scene missing of yeah. a lot of this white cloak stuff, and so yeah. I don't know. That's that's a fair guess. I would believe it, right? It's like who knows. And then we get the men's council from Watch Hill being like, Lord Perrin, there's a duck. Is it cool if we go? Jared Barbarsteer, my lord. <laughs> what? It's so random. And, like, they're clearly setting up, you know, Perrin to be the ruler of the two rivers. Like, yes. that's that's what's happening. They're, like, just cementing all of this. Yeah, they're like, our wiz- our, our women's council is going to come see you and see, like, what kind of person you are and all this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's, I guess, you know, from a, what do I want to say? From like a plot perspective or like character development perspective, like it feels like Jordan thought that he needed to give Perrin as much yes. of a power base as possible to make him match up to Matt and Rand. Yes. Um, But the way that he's going about it, like I think there could have been, smarter more interesting less sloggy ways to do this than the way he chose and also like the wolf stuff is really sort of sidelined yes. by all of this like re- weird like him being elevated to an aristocratic aristocratic position that he doesn't want nor i mean i guess you know he's learning to be suited for it but it just feels very like random to me that like i know what i'll do with Perrin. i'll make him the lord of two rivers that's that'll work <laughs> yeah, I agree. I miss the wolf stuff a lot. Like yeah. I, I mi- I feel like it really could have been integrated into yes. this. Um, and then there just wasn't any of it other than yeah. him having golden eyes and and Hopper showing and, up like, in the, the dream wolf dream thing every now and then. But like it really, yeah, it was very separate. Um, it, yeah, it felt disjoint. It feels that's the thing. It feels mm-hmm. disjointed out of where parents started. Yeah, and the way his story progressed in the first two books like if mm-hmm. this feels incredibly disjointed yeah it just doesn't it feels very forced it feels very random i yeah. just feel like there were better ways to and like i think matt is a great example of like a character who doesn't need to have like political power mm-hmm. to have power over the story yeah like, he doesn't have he's not going to be lord of anything like he doesn't want to be lord of anything but he and yet he still manages to impact the story in really interesting ways and i again uh, forever pair i love perrin his character has been done to services that is my that is my refrain (laughs) 
We'll see. We'll see how it yeah. keeps going because I don't remember. Yeah. But um, yeah. all right. So we have this like kind of cute ending where Files Files like so. Uh, <laughs> let's get it. I let's... thought you were talking about the Ordi's person. Oh God, no! What? I was like, I'm sorry, cute. No, that's second. First, okay. file has okay. to be like, hey, let's find a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And parents like, let's fucking go. <laughs> And then it's like this weird section with Ordeeth. Yeah. Where so Ordeeth is like, oops, was that me? What? Oh, I heard a sound because I think I hit the space bar. Whatever. Oh. Um, Ordeeth is like <laughs> watching what's happening, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. staring at Iman's field. Um, he's so furious. Like mm-hmm. why... So he says, uh, even Isam had played into his hands. Why did the fool stop bringing Trollocs? He should have brought in enough to turn the two rivers black with them. So he doesn't know about the whole thing with Loyal and Gaul, right? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it anyway. And then he's like so angry. And I laughed so hard when he was like, I'll plan to pull Randall Thor to him. And it came to this. And I'm like, Rand has not thought of you in like 2,000 pages. (laughs) He does not care. <laughs> uh, so good. It's yeah, literally it's... like I want Rand to be like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" <laughs> it's very. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, like who? I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> he's also he's super pissy about Menetherin, yes. and he's like, "Well, fine. They want Menetherin. I'll give them Menetherin." Um and. He, uh, he, like his his troops, I guess, are these like former white cloaks who are now Monsters. have just been so tainted by his presence amongst them that they're like gross, weird, dirty. Yeah, who knows what. and he's like mad about the dagger. <laughs> yeah, he's mad about the dagger. Um, and he is. Like, there's all these, like, weird, uh, like, the half-men are afraid about Assam doing this, and Assam and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not following, but right, I like, don't think it matters. I don't I was know. like, oh, what is happening? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, and then, <laughs> who cares? And then he's like, we ride for Tarvalin, but Caitlin first. And you're like, okay. So I think it seems clear to me that the plan is to make trouble because, like, obviously, you know, politically speaking, having a brand new Lord of the Two Rivers could cause some problems. Yes. And so uh, so he's going to make his mischief that way. And I'm like, but what is he going to Tarvalin for? I guess the dagger? The he dagger. Da- yeah, he wants to go to the dagger. He wants the dagger. Because he's like, right. what was his by right as old as the Trolloc Wars? Like, right. Oh, okay. I feel like right. I, I feel like Ordate's losing it a little bit. He's yeah. like falling apart and lashing out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe is not because it literally is like we ride for Tarvalin um but Camelin first let the two rivers pay first and then Randall Thor and then and I'm like a buddy yeah pick a goal focus on it <laughs> make no, a board well it makes him less scary which I'm fine with like uh, yeah he, he's a little less terrifying when he's sort of uh, obsessed in an unhinged way that doesn't seem like it's going to actually be a huge problem for our characters. I could be wrong. Right. I, I was like, mm. <laughs> famous I, I last words. Happened, so. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably terrible. <laughs> uh, all right. Chapter 57. Speaking of Rand Al Thor. Indeed. 
guess who we're back with? Yeah. So, and we're in a Rand POV. Yes. And he is on his way to El Cardal with an escort of maidens. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was kind of cool, actually. I really loved that we get this very specific view of what Rand's relationship is with the maidens yeah. that's not necessarily about Avienda. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, we learn that maidens, if they don't, if they get pregnant and don't want to stop being maidens, they give up their children Mm -hmm. and and they don't know them. And so they like Rand is like the son who came back. And so they've basically adopted him. And I just got like little chills thinking about like, like, that's really kind of sweet. (laughs) It is. It is. And then he has to do the like, remember, honor, drink thing with them again. And he gets like wasted and like. They like walk. They like he like can't. He's so drunk he can't walk. They get him to bed. They like tickle him. It's so weird. it's so weird, but it is also this like your friend's wasted. Let's fuck with him kind of yeah. moment. That right, I was like, like he's lucky they didn't draw on his forehead with a sharpie. Kind exactly. Of <laughs> I also think it's funny that it's like it's corn liquor, like it's whiskey basically. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, it's like the fantasy version of whiskey, which cracked me up. Um, I liked it, and he was just like. <laughs> He's like, how did you even ask? Like, how do you even talk to them about it? It just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Rand. Oh, buddy. So cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then there's some, like, aisle, like, political stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, in in the same way that we had to, like, hear about all of the Two Rivers people. It's like, and now we have to hear about every clan of the aisle. yeah. They like because okay. they find it. So they finally get to this Al. What is it? Al Cardair. Um, Al Cardal. Uh, yeah, sorry, Al Cardal. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Al Cardal. <laughs> um, and so there are only like two thirds of the septs there, but there is mm-hmm. like that it, there's still like tens of thousands of people yeah and the shido are like blocking the way in yeah. or like have like set themselves up as if they were going to block and rand is like well this is why we came early like could you have gotten through there and rourke's like eh, it would have taken a while it's like then there you go and there are these like internal lines that rand has that are kind of building the suspense like he's like he would show them before he was done you know things like mm-hmm. recognizing destroying the isle etc um mm-hmm. and then they have like right before they go down and in there's this moment where like they're all looking down and like Matt rides up and Lan rides up and they're like are we going to have to fight like I don't know mm-hmm. uh and then Moiraine is like, hey, if you would allow me to go with you. <laughs> She's so mad. <laughs> She's furious. Uh, and the wise ones are like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to choose. Right. Yeah. And then and then there's this nice moment, actually. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I can. I'm oh, okay. Sorry. It got very quiet, and I was like, no, I lost No, 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 I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, so there's this nice moment where uh, they, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but, you know, there's, it's just a lot of description of, like, and there are the peddlers, and then we get this nice moment between 
like Egwene, Moiraine, and Rand, where Moiraine is like, we're fighting for you. Like, we're trying to help. Like, you're not... It's it's kind of like you're talking about with Nynaeve. Like, people are actually trying to help him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like that to him, but they are. Yeah, and he, he you know... Um... It's Egwene who starts it, right, where mm-hmm. she shows up and he thinks, like, because she says, you've not given me any chance to speak to you since Cold Rocks. And he's like, well, she's Aes Sedai now. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wonders if she was in his head. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, like, don't keep to yourself. You don't fight alone. You don't fight alone. Others do battle for you. And he thinks, mm-hmm. like, if she thinks about Perrin, but he's like, he, she couldn't know about Perrin. Right. And then Moiraine comes up and is like, I fight for you. Egwene fights for you. People fight for you. And if you don't even know it, like mm-hmm. all of these people. But the thing is then, then she, and then she offers up Lan to go with yeah. him. And Lan's like, mm? Yeah. <laughs> but Ran notices a look pass between Moiraine and Egwene. And he's starting to be like starting. He is so paranoid mm-hmm. that he's just like, nope. Yeah. But it's nice because he says the good thing. He's like, no, Farderai's May carries my yeah. honor. Like, the maidens will protect me. And, of course, the maidens are, like, super chuffed about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's great. Um, but he does tell them, like, everyone should be on their guard. Yeah. Yeah. And we get mentions of the peddlers again with Kyle and Isendra and Natal and Kadir and... Oh. Mm-hmm. But then Matt is like, well, I'm coming with you. I did and- love that moment. No, Matt goes, what about me, Rand? you have any objections to me coming i loved everything about this though because like matt kind of is like rand's like you want to right and matt goes i don't think it'll be so easy to get out of here if you get yourself killed burn me if you don't stick me in the rendering kettle one way or another and then he says (laughs) luck in the old tongue and flips the coin and it lands on its side and rolls down and he's like, God damn it, Rand. Stop. <laughs> Rand's like, I don't even, whatever. You what? can come. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it was very fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a good moment. Um, so then the, the mm-hmm. I'll all advance singing. Yeah. And I guess this is uh, meaningful in a way that I don't think I quite grasped. It, so it says only in battle songs and laments for the dead did the did an Isleman sing once he had taken up the spear, because uh, mm-hmm. it says Isle boys stop singing when they reach manhood except for certain occasions, which feels very much like again separating themselves from the Tuatha'an. Mm-hmm. And so that's that interesting. that's part of like why this feels significant. But in addition to that, are the lyrics right? Where you're like, oh, watch yeah. the spears, life is a dream. Watch the spears, all dreams must end. Right. Subtle. Super depressing song. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like they're breaking up the the song that is happening at this like Wash the Spears song as they are like we're seeing the like camps. We're seeing the like Mm -hmm. uh, everybody is like watching Rand. And Mm -hmm. so then he's like, all right, let's let's go, (laughs) I guess. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, and then, you know, they get met by these various clan chiefs and wise women, and um, and they're still sort of, I guess, moving through and down into the space. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I was a little confused by this, because also, yeah. like, they keep talking about the being on the ledge. I, I could not quite envision. Yeah, like, sequence. I couldn't. 
picture. To be perfectly honest. What no. this, because at first I was the same. I was like, oh, they're going into this like crater. But right. I think they're on the edge of the crater. And it's like the yeah. echoing of the shape is how quiet voices are able to be heard. Mm. It was a little, yeah. it was very confusing though. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so they, they're like, the Shido are all veiled, which we know what that means. And now that they're closer, um, Ruark is starting to veil himself and he says, no, like, don't, we're not here to fight them. And Ruark takes it, of course, in a different way. And he's like, oh, you're right. Like, they would honor them to fight them and no honor to them. So <laughs> Yeah, and so now it's like, oh, fuck. So they're still singing, <laughs> but now all of the Aiel who have come with Rand have taken off their veils. And now the Shido are like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. But then they move aside and sort of, yeah. again, like, give them a path to it's unclear where. To this, like, canyon situation. Yeah. And there are a bunch of clan chiefs and wise women there separately from the other clan chiefs and wise women that we met mm-hmm. and savannah is like holding forth and, about and also stuff. kula dean yeah, is there kula dean is there oh and this is where we should shout out uh olivia right it was olivia yes so olivia wrote this uh con- olivia kenny wrote this comment in patreon on the last episode uh which was very interesting so they said, one thing I think is really cool about the Cold Rock's hold introduction is that Rand specifically screws up by underselling his own importance. He says the thing a guest clan chief would say instead of what Avienda told him to, effectively claiming a station beneath what is actually his, and it's a direct contrast to Kuladin trying to promote himself without following the proper protocols, which I really liked a lot. Yeah, I, I did notice that it was like a modesty play on Rand's part, which is why he got so many points for it. But I, And I thought I said it, but I didn't. So thank you for making that point. Super, super important. Because mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see that shit show up again <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, no, no. So it's a lot of sort of back and forth just to get to mm-hmm. the point. Like you have like Savannah who was is is Kuladin's sister-in-law. Because Kuladin's yes. brother had been sent to Ruidian and didn't return. And I didn't love the, like, description of her, of course, because it's like... No, because, of course, she has to have, like, cleavage. Yeah. And she wears her shirts low, which nobody else does, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right. Like, we don't need to use sexuality as a marker of badness. Yeah, it didn't... It was it it was lazy shorthand. Yes. Um, but she's just like, Kuladin should have a right to speak and blah, 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 blah. And I get to decide. And they're like, he didn't go to Ruidian. They right. did it. They said no. Right. Um, and then <laughs> Rand shows up and they're like, oh, if this wetlander can talk. Right. But then Kuladin fucking takes his things off and he has these like serpent Yep. things on his arms and he's like i am he who comes with the dawn i am mm-hmm. karakaran and i will admit that i did not see this coming oh i remembered this whole thing i, I did, did not this whole thing yep i was like yep. this sucks <laughs> i hate this <laughs> it is wild because you're like wait how on earth did that happen like we know yeah. we didn't go to ruidian how so did like, it happen where did these dragons come from well we find out oh, later okay, okay. in this chapter yeah we find out uh but yeah so so rand is like well shit so you know kuladin is like doing this big speech about like how he's gonna lead everybody to glory and like blah 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 and then rand like just like all right well i guess i have to take my shirt off too now <laughs> and so and he like is very like quietly doing this and then the clan chiefs start to notice 
And of course the attention swings back to Rand and Kulidin is like, he's a wetlander. Like he's a wetlander. He can't possibly be the Karakarn. And then Rand, of course, who we know has been studying all this prophecy is like, well, actually. <laughs> this is great. I actually quite liked the back and forth yes. here and, yeah. and how Rand handles this, which is like you said, like very quietly, very calmly. But while mm-hmm. he's doing this, right. Uh, he's like, what does the prophecy of Ruidian said? Born of the blood. My mother was a maiden, whatever. And then to we're, internally, we're kind of seeing what this is doing to him, though. Yeah. Having to say this, right? Like, who was she? Where did she come from? And then he says, my father was Janduin of the Iron Mountain Sept, clan chief of the Tardad. And then he thinks, my father is Tamal Thor. He found me, raised me, loved me. I wish I could have known you, Janduin, but Tam is my father. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my poor sweet boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he's just ticking off all of the boxes that, mm-hmm. like, make it clear that he is actually much more likely to be the Karakarn than Kulidin. I will say, like, I liked that bit, but this also, in the same way that the Two River stuff felt unnecessarily long, this section also yes, really I agree. for me. Like, there's so much, like, and then Savannah said this, and then Kulidin said this, and then Rand said this, and then, this, and then like, around and around and around yeah, it goes. I and, like, agree. I get that this is, like, a big moment that requires debate, but it's too long. I actually, it's it kind of, like, it kind of honestly feels like they could have cut almost all of page 958 and, yes! like, kind of gone straight into the stuff about Ruidian. Yes! Like, it literally could have been Rand saying that thing, then cutting and going to like, so you went to Ruidian, huh? Let's talk uh-huh. about it. Because yeah, that's like, the big deal, right? Yeah. Is that yep. no one talks about it. Right. Ooh. Yeah, and the clan chiefs are all like, no, 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 we're not going to talk about this here. But they keep going. Kaludin and Rand keep going. Well, Rand keeps going, right? Because yeah. Kaludin mm-hmm. says, all no Ruidian is not to be spoken of. And the clan right. chiefs are like, look, we can step aside. Let's do it. Let's, let's step right. aside. And Rand's like, I'm just going to fucking say it. <laughs> i'm just gonna do it and the minute he starts speaking like about what it is i saw the history of the isle through my ancestors eyes what did you see i am not afraid to speak and then the um clan chiefs in that minute like are are with not with rand but they are against kuladine yes yes and then Savannah is like, oh, somebody told him. Like, somebody yeah. told him. And they're like, they would never. Like, that's not how this works. So, and then, then Kuladin tries to, like, fake it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, I totally saw it. I saw our glory. And then Rand just straight up is like, by the way, <laughs> you guys were the Daishan Isle and followed the way of the leaf. And everybody freaks the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Kuladin is like, you're a liar, which then, you know, is the nail in his coffin of being the Karakar. And, like, now we know. Mm-hmm. You know everybody who knows, knows. Of course, yeah. we have to remember that so many, there's so few people who have been to Ru- yeah. Ruidian, which, like, Ruark is like, you just screwed everybody over. Like, people do not survive this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rand is like, I am here to break you. Like, this is what it is. I mean, he says, I bring change, Rand said. Not peace, yeah. but turmoil. Mm-hmm. destruction follows my heels everywhere this is a very repetitive refrain now as we continue on yes. for the the end of this book but it is like we're still like rand as much as he is frustrating you're still i still completely understand for the most part like where the choices he's making are coming oh from. yeah 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent 
Yeah, so then uh, the clan chiefs very reluctantly, but, like, don't have a choice. So they acknowledge him as mm-hmm. he who comes with the dawn. And then Kool-Aidian tries to kill Rand. Yep. It's and wild. And everybody starts fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's huge battle. And Rand is like, I have to stop it. Like, they can't all kill themselves. So he summons a storm. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Like, lightning and water. This part was very cool. He's like, it was really cool. Like, What's going to shock them out of this fight? Oh, I know water. Like it's that's actually really smart. Mhm. And then Lanfear shows up. Well, so he creates this like so the water and then the water is like pouring and then all of a sudden the rain stops hitting him and there's this huge dome that shows up around mm-hmm. him and starts pushing all the people like Matt and the Tardad like all away from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I fucking love this. It's like you yeah. idiot. <laughs> you wasted everything I did and it's Lanfear who's like yep. furious. Mm-hmm. She's super mad, and he's like, "Oh, there you are! I didn't think you were gonna show up yet." Like, uh, and she's like, "I know, I know, he's with you. Where is he?" Yeah, and and it's this whole conversation of like her being like, "I could have managed things better if you had just." And he's like, "I knew the whole time what you were doing." Mm-hmm. But he says, "Like, did did you not think that I would expect this? Like, the trap mm-hmm. is mine, not yours." And then, where is he? He, like, shouts it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, if you knew, why did you chase him away with your talk of fulfilling your destiny of doing what has to be done? And then we find out she brought Asmodian to teach him. Mm-hmm. But he's and, like, but, fuck and, off. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, this is too complicated. I'm going to go to Ruidian because he yep. thinks he found something. Um, and 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 she's like, well, and you're playing into his hands. Like, you're doing all of this shit, and who knows what he's doing in Ruidian? Yep. It's it's pretty and then, like, and she's, yeah. And then Rand is like, how could you let him go if you're helping me? And she's like, well, what's even there? It's very. I actually found this a little surprising from Lanfear because for her to just be like, ah, oh, there's nothing there, feels wrong to me. Well, so he says, you let him go after all your talk of aiding me. And she says, not openly, I said, what could he find in Ruidian worth my coming into the open? I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair. When you agree to stand with me will be time enough. Remember what I told you, Luce Theron. I think the key is, what is it worth for her to reveal I herself? Yeah. That works. Right. Right. Um, and then he like remembers how to do a thing. Yes. And follows Asmodian. And I will say, I just, man, these last this last chapter did just not work for really? me. Really? It worked for me. It oh. really did. I was just like, oh my God. Like, okay, like it just I I again it felt kind of sloggy for not not as much payoff as I as I felt in other endings. Let's put I, it that way. Really? There's definitely a payoff, but like it didn't feel big enough to how long and how slow it took us to get here. I okay. I will all right. I'll concede that. <laughs> that it did I do think that like it's it took an inordinate amount of time for us to get here. Oh my god! Like uh, every five seconds, we had to hear that the peddlers were creepy and like it just, yeah, like, it was it just took so unnecessary. Long. That and, and, said, I do yeah. think that the fight itself and the chapter itself was really strong for me. Like mm. outside of the build up to it, because yeah. I loved this like where he like opens the the 
door like he folds right it's like he yeah. folds and the this door opens and he steps into this like utter darkness um where there's like nothing just existence there's no sense of anything and the minute he starts thinking too hard about anything it all falls apart yeah um and so he like there are these like stone steps that are hanging from nothing and he can't really think about them but he just starts like running up them to try to catch up with us Os- asmodium Mm-hmm. And then there's this great moment where he like <laughs> looks to like looks ahead, and Asmodian is ahead of him, but like just on this like metal disc, right? Which I was like, do you remember in X Men? Oh, it's very Magneto. You're <laughs> when- right. <laughs> <laughs> when Magneto That's escapes funny. from the prison, I was like. <laughs> All right, who who on X-Men is a fan of The Wheel of Time? Right. Cuz it's the exact same thing. It is. It is. <laughs> You're right. So then Rand figures out he's like, "Oh, I'm wasting all this energy and time running. Like maybe I can just glide through the thing." So he does. He figures out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he doesn't actually figure anything out. He just starts doing it. Like he can't he can't think about any of this. He just does it. Yeah, um, cuz like the minute he starts is- thinking fine like i you know i uh i will buy that like you can't think too hard about what you're doing in this particular space but also this is how it goes with randall so and i know there's a reason why he can do things that he doesn't understand why and how he's doing them but again it's just so much of it in this section that i'm just like all right like it feels a little like i need him to be able to do these things so now he just can do them okay so I think actually in this section, there is a reason for that though. Like I think whether or not he's like doing too much of it, I think that's an argument worth having. However, Mm. I think his point is, and he's pretty explicit about it, is that he is driving home to us that Rand needs this teacher. Like, Well, yeah, that's right. Like he is being very deliberate of like, I don't know enough yet. He says it several times. And like, even though he can do these things, he doesn't know why or how. And I totally agree that it is a lot of that. But Mm -hmm. it it very much is leading us to the point at the end of the chapter, whether or not like, like there's a goal behind it, unlike some other points where you're (laughs) like, like this worked for me in a way that the parent stuff didn't work because mm, I understood mm. the reasoning behind it and why we were getting to where we were getting, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. So there's two important details here, which is that Rand can see black, like wires, black threads yeah. off of, uh, off of him going out into the distance, which we like kind of remember from Rand's fight with Baalzaman slash Ishmael. And then we think we find out that uh, Asmodian is Jason Natale, the Gleeman. Mm-hmm. Because Rand and, was and like, Rand is like, oh, I thought it was Kadir. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Great moment. And you're just like, yeah, you made us listen to you think about N- oh. Kadir for like 40 pages. Seriously. Um, but I did like this sequence. It, this felt like super video gamey to me. Yes. Because like Asmodium yeah. sees him the minute like Rand, like they like basically make eye contact. So Asmodium's like, fuck this and just starts going. And so Rand is chasing and behind him, there's this like fire coming to try to hit Rand and Rand is trying to fight it. It was like just like super, super video gamey. Yeah, maybe that's also, I was like, okay, like, it's so removed from like they're in this like weird liminal space and there's like fire. It's, again, I found it a little hard to 
envision in a way that felt satisfying to me. I don't know. This I just really struggled with this section. Oh, I it liked it <laughs> because I had a really long week and like maybe my brain is just not up to it. But... I think that's fair. It's it's a lot. I like to me I was like, "Oh, this is like you know, when you're at the final boss, like that's what this is. And like, fine, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. There... So then there's like this hole and they jump through it and this door, you know, Asmodee makes a door and Rand is like, oh, I have to follow him through. And he does something with the power and like manages to get through, but he cuts off his boot heel. And I was like, oh my God, you could have lost a foot. Like, that's yeah. So stressful. And this, I was like very much thinking of uh, like the subtle knife in the His Dark Materials where they like uh-huh. cut into different worlds with the knife. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Except that it's all the same world here because now yeah. they're in Ruidian. Oh, well, yeah. that is the same world, but I think you, I think it's very clear they can go to other worlds. Oh, yeah. Right? right, we've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's also a lot of stuff in this chapter about the void and holding on to the void mm-hmm. and Rand's relationship to Satan, like mm-hmm. very intensely, which I can't, I think again is just building to the point at which this chapter ends and and Rand's but did, eventual. Did goal. any of it feel new? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know about the no. void. I know about Satan. Like we know. <laughs> I don't think it felt new. Okay. I I don't think so. I think it's he's trying to ignore his emotions. He's trying to like. I think it's driving home because it's been a minute since we've kind of seen Rand like really been in his head while he's channeling <laughs> yeah fighting a difficult enemy and right. so I think it was just driving home like this is how he only has this is all he has is this one piece of knowledge which right. is the void um which benefits him and helps him but clearly sure. he needs more help than that right because he says yeah. Like twice he'll say in this chapter, the Forsaken had all the knowledge. Yes, yes. Again, it felt belabored to me. <laughs> that to me was fine. I was not as I I was not irritated by that because I was like, yes, like we need, like I'm more irritated. I think on the other side of where you're mad, where it took us so long to get here. Yeah, that because too. like this is part of your plan. Like why not? be more explicit with it earlier on yeah it's like it's it, I, I like i guess he wanted to do the big reveal but like there's so many like loaded like we know something is up with the peddlers like it's not yeah. it doesn't feel like that big of a reveal it's, to me perfectly it, it honestly like book bloat a little bit yeah a hundred percent a hundred like it didn't need to be this long no, it really didn't. It really didn't. Uh, so then they have this huge fight. They're like destroying Ruidian. And Asmodian is headed for something very particular. Yes. And I do like this. Like Rand is like, Rand is dealing with so many emotions. Like he feels so guilty. Yeah. And he says like to these like these um, stained glass windows of, yes, of yes. men and women like looking down. He's like, I have to stop him. Like, I have to do this. But like you said, it's like wrecking everything. And so yeah. they they see this like half-buried statue. Well, he thinks they see this like um, thing that Asmodian is going for. And Rand thinks of the half-buried statue in Kerhian. Well, no, that happens, right? that happens later. So what happens is Asmodian is going for this figurine. It's like, oh, you right. know, a foot long. It's holding a crystal sphere. Asmodian gets his hand on it, but Rand gets his hand on it, too. And then he feels the connection to the half-buried statue in Carahan because this is mm-hmm. an, a Terra Angriel that's connected to that Sa Angriel. Which we saw in 
the second book? Oh, yeah, like a thousand right? books ago when they're coming into Carrion when he's still traveling with Lanfear. Yeah. And he freaks her out, right? Because yeah. Because there's a whole moment where they stop and, like, he's, like, sort of entranced by yeah. it and begins to draw a bunch of the power. And she's like, oh, <laughs> like what's she's up? still incognito at that what's point, but she, you can tell she's very worried about it. Um. So, yeah, and then there's this, like, they're basically both holding on for dear life to mm-hmm. this thing and it's a very this I agree with you this like this was very long oh just and it's I get it like it's also paralleling the fight that with, um, yeah Nynaeve and Mogedian had like okay fine and like they're both holding like so much of the power and they're so you know they like can't give an inch like it's stressful for both of them but mm-hmm. yeah it just takes like five pages yeah it it's takes a so long time long. because Rand eventually remembers the little the little ga- guy he has in his pocket mm-hmm. the little Terangriel and he like uses that to add like a small trickle more of the power um yeah. to beat the shit out of Asmodian. <laughs> Yeah. basically <laughs> because oh cuts. yeah i was gonna say the the most important thing yes is he cuts the wires because he has basically figured out he's like i'm pretty sure that that's the thing mm-hmm. that is gonna witness and so he cuts the wires and sure enough asmodian collapses yeah it's very cool he formed because he uses the power now he he had a fire sword now he has a light sword again because he had yeah, a light right. sword back at the end of the first book i want to say or was that uh, yeah, also fire sword? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He has so many anyway, swords. So the, he's looking around and this bit bothered me because it seems to go against something that gets said later. But like the, everything is ruined except for the glass columns. Those are still standing. Yeah. But Avendasora, the tree is on fire, which is not good. Nope. And uh, And Rand is feeling this really intense like grief and depression mm-hmm. at like i destroy everything like yes. i destroy everything which you're like oh buddy i'm oh, sorry sweet, sweet 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 boy so sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> and then landfear shows up <laughs> and yeah and she's they've like the fog has been burned away like whatever shielding was there is now gone which she points out yeah and she, i do love her like i do like to see two men fight but you like can't even stand <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. And then she's like, oh, so that's what was here. Like, I didn't realize they were still there because um, she sees the, the, the sign or Terra Angriel, rather. Well, the saw Angriel or the, t- I don't know. I can't keep them. Well, straight. so the saw Angriel are the big ones that are far yes. away. The Terra Angriel are the little ones that right, he has. Right, right, right. Um, but she's like very excited that it's, yeah. she is one of the two Sangriel I told you of. Did you feel the immensity of it? And she's like, with those together, we can displace the great Lord of the Dark himself. We can lose there and together. And then Asmodia is like, help. <laughs> <laughs> and so she doesn't really know what's happened at this point. Mm-hmm. She doesn't mm-hmm. know like what, um, what Rand has done and I really liked this, actually. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like taunting her, and he's yeah. like, "You gave your soul to the Dark One. You let him attach himself to you. Um, I cut him off from the Dark One. Like, I took it away." And she's like, mm-hmm. "What?" <laughs> like, she's like, "I didn't even think that was possible." Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, well, why would you do that? Like, you're not going to bring him back to the light. He's like, I don't try to do anything. Oh, it's so good, though. This reveal is so good. 
It is. It is. He's like, you gave me the idea. Like, you have all these divisions between you. None of you trust each other. So if he's unlinked to the Dark One, now he can't go back. Like, he has nowhere to go. He has to hope that I'll win. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise mm-hmm. he's done. It's so good. It's so it's smart. It's so good. It is Oh, really I good. love it. I was like, yeah. that. I think that's why. Like, he that reveal to me was enough to warrant the rest of the chapter. Maybe not the long lead up to it, but the, re- uh, yeah. the rest of the chapter. I liked that part, but it took so long to get here that by the time we got here, I was like, okay, that's nice. Like, that's oh. good. That's good. But I like, it wasn't enough. Like, again, it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me. It was enough because like he says that. That reveals good. But then I also really liked this moment with Lanfear because she's a, it's for the first time ever that he had seen. She looked uncertain. Mm-hmm. And she says, how much do you remember? How much is this? <laughs> yeah. How much is you and how much is the shepherd? This is the sort of plan you might have devised when we and then she cuts herself off. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so good because I feel like it's shifted the balance for like the first time mm-hmm. because every other interaction with Lanfear has always been for the most part. She is the one in control and she is the one with all the power. And Rand was yeah. finally able to get a little bit back on his side. And so it felt massive. Yeah. I think I'm just too tired to get oh, by, I, by I was like very happy with by it. By everything else that's going on. Like I just, it, it just took too long for me. So, but I agree. It's an amazing moment. And I do also really love that she's like, oh, not only am I not going to help you, Asmodian, I'm going to tell everybody that you deliberately went right? over Ooh. to Rand. So now you really have nowhere to go. Like, that's my present to you. And then she shields Asmodian and, like, gives him just enough of the power so that, like, he can teach Rand but not yeah. actually challenge him, which is which is great. I do remember a lot of that. Oh, and then this is interesting. This part was interesting. Asmodian is like, no. And he, like, calls her by Mirren. her. her, her uh, yeah, he calls her Mirren, which is, and she's like, my name is Lanfear. And then Ooh. she's like, you know, pieces out um uh like freaks out and tries to kill him um which is a super interesting response to being called by your old name yep like in this context it's real good and then rand is like well i can't let them kill each other (laughs) he's like i just gotta do something small and then he like (laughs) blows up the world i love it and lanfear is like what the hell (laughs) oh And then she, like, goes back to her, like, like very, like, unsettling from, like, rage to just, like, smiling seductively. And it's like, mm. no, I mustn't kill him. Not after we've gone to so much effort. Right. And then there's that weird part about the time she bit him in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, like, asking her, like, did you hurt anybody back at El Cardal? And she says no. And then he asks her which one she was. Well, no. Well, first oh. he, after saying, like, um, did you hurt anyone? She mentions like, uh, not by name, but Egwene and Avienda. Mm. And Rand is like, oh my God, this deadly viper loves me, but I don't know how to stop her from hurting someone in my life. And so he says like, I don't want anyone hurt. I need them yet. I can use them. Mm-hmm. And it it is this like horrible thing that he has to say that pains him, but it's the only way he can think of to make sure that she right. won't kill anybody and he includes Moiraine in that because mm-hmm. he says but mm-hmm. keeping Lanfear's fangs out of Egwene and Moiraine away from Avienda because Moiraine or I mean uh, Lanfear doesn't specifically talk about Moiraine yeah. she, says, she just right. says the farm girl or the Isle Jade mm-hmm. which I thought was 
important. And Lamphere's oh. like, fine. I do. Yeah. And she says, I do not kill without cause. I do not even hurt without cause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Like, sure, whatever <laughs> you say. And then she, she kind of does this like, okay, I'm heading out, but like, use his teachings well. The others are still out there, and it's some Samael, Demandred, and Robin. And it's Samael mm-hmm. is envious, Demandred is hate hates him, and Robin is thirsty for power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then and then he asks which one yes. she was. Well, I guess uh, this is I guess maybe also important. He has the the Terra Angrel, and she's a he's afraid that she's going to take it. Oh, right. Um, but but she decides she clearly makes a choice not to. Mm-hmm. And then she's about to leave and he's like, which one were you? And then there's this sort of, again, gross yes. body conversation about she was Kylie uh, and not Asendra. But she was like, I figured you would suspect Asendra. Oh, by the way, like she's back at the Aiel camp getting beat up because I, I, I made it look like she stole some shit. <laughs> You're like, what? And like she did steal some shit, but not as much as right. it looks like she stole. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, I thought you said you didn't harm anyone. Right. Uh, and she's just kind of like, oh, you're so sweet. Mm-hmm. But then she has this line. She says, they are quite hard on thieves, it seems, these aisle. And she's like, so different from what they were. You could slap a Dashine's face and all he did was ask what he'd done. Slap again and he asked if he defended. He would not change if you continued all day. And it's just like this whole book, we're getting so many different perspectives on who the Isle were. Mm. And so now to see it from the Forsaken's perspective mm-hmm. is just, mm-hmm. I, I just found it interesting. Yeah. I did like this part where Rand is thinking about the name that he's learned and how he remembers from the glass column that she is the one who found the Dark One's prison and bore into it. And like like he's wondering like what what was her motivation? (laughs) Like was she bad then? Like what happened? Um, She just hated eggs. Yeah. (laughs) The fucking egg in the sky. Nonsense. (laughs) Nonsense. All right, let's see. Oh, and then Asmodian is like, I'm going to go mad now, by the way. Like, you idiot. Like, the dark one was keeping me from going mad, and now I'm going to go mad. So, like, you don't need me. You might as well let me go. <laughs> and she's, he's like, she only chose me because, and Rand's like, because there isn't anyone else, man. I know. Like, you <laughs> suck, but, like, this, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We are here. Um, and, and then he goes back and he finds the the mm-hmm. twin figurine, which Lanfear somehow missed. Well, because I think she was looking for it, but he so he finds it, uh, yeah. which is the version of that same Tara Angriel, but for women to be able to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Asmodian's like, uh, she was looking for that. She's she'll <laughs> kill you to get it. And yeah. Rand goes, or you for keeping it a secret. And then this, I love this, where he's like, she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, I found this a little suspect. Like, if she has seen that one of them is here, why wouldn't she then prioritize finding the other one? Like, I, we know she's really fucking smart and strategic. It doesn't. But that to me is like, me. maybe there's a reveal later. Like, that to me is like, we don't know her whole plan. Because she is very yes. smart and strategic, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know, and I also yeah. don't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I don't remember either. Uh, so let's see. 
So, oh, right. So Rand's like, well, we have to go back. And so he opens the door using the little Angriel. Um, oh, and well, he's like. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Because first he's still like, I don't want to destroy anything else. And then this lake thing happens. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Well, this is also the part where I'm confused because he's like. Oh, yeah, right. So this lake is happening. And he's like, well, people will settle here and they'll care for the tree. I'm like, the tree that's on fire? Like that tree? The tree that you burned down? Like, I don't Did understand. Did it burn all the way down, though? Well, it, he says it's blazing like a torch, which certainly doesn't sound positive. But now it's like we've forgotten about the tree. Somehow the tree is fine. Like, fine, okay. whatever. The tree's fine. I liked this part mostly because it was like... It brings back this notion of, you know, Rand's so focused on destruction. The the prophecy is about how he'll destroy the isle. But Jordan is continually talks about, like, just change. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. destruction. It's change is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, evolution mm-hmm. is inevitable. You cannot right. stay stagnant forever. Right. And so it's it's how you see it. Like, Rand spent this entire chapter, like, I'm destroying everything. And right. then at the end, it, it ends with this, like, lake being manifesting. Mm-hmm. And he says the waste would have a city. Perhaps he would even lean to see it, learn, live to see it. And that, to me, is like, yeah, it is change. It is destruction. It is this. But it is growth. And it is evolution. And it is just different. Which is right. just an interesting conversation to have about these very emotional subjects of, like, cultural yeah. deterioration and, like, whatever. Right, right. Yeah, Rand is a walking tower card, that's for sure. Um, to use that, a tarot reference. I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> the tower card is like a really intense card. Um, it is literally, you know, somebody falling from a tower and there's lightning. And like, it is sort of like the doom and gloom card if you read it on the surface, because it, it does look very dark and horrible. But if you like... Uh, there's a lot of talk in tarot circles about how the tarot card, the tower card, excuse me, is like, it is devastating change, Mm -hmm. but not all change is bad. Like, again, like there's, you know, there are opportunities that come when everything that you thought was sure are destroyed. And that doesn't mean there's not pain, but it also doesn't mean that there's not growth. It's basically that. And like Rand is literally a walking tower card. He's just the one breaking all the changes. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right, so then, so then Rand makes like the door. They're gonna go back to Alcardal. They have to like, I guess. So they they do make a point of saying like, Landfear's door opens into her like bedchamber. Oh right. Um, she doesn't have to travel through whatever to get there. It's just open. But Rand clearly doesn't know how to do that. So uh, and Osmodian can't do anything right now. Um, and then they have this little conversation about how like. Asmodian is going to have to continue to pose as Natale mm-hmm. Lehman to the Dragon Reborn. Because we get his name, too. He says, my name was Jor Adam Nesosin. And yeah. Rand is like, well, we can't use that. Like, what if somebody <laughs> knows your name, man? <laughs> and so he's like, you're just going to have to be the Gleeman to the Dragon Reborn, and I will keep you close. <laughs> yeah. And so they get back uh, to Alcaria. I loved this because it's like, the thing opens, you're fewer aisle than before, perhaps as many as a fourth fewer, but not fighting. And then he kind of sees where everybody is. It's like all the wise ones and Moiraine and Egwene are together and Avienda with Lan. And Matt's been like squatting. But like as Rand steps out of the doorway, <laughs> Matt is like, Matt's grinning and is like, hey! <laughs> What's up, bro? You're back. You're back. <laughs> and everyone is like, what the fuck? <laughs> where were you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so he sends somebody <laughs> to stop uh, Isendra getting beat up. Um, yeah. And Queen is like, what? How do you know things? What's going on? You know, everybody is very confused. Yeah, and he kind of has this moment where... Uh, cause like, I like this moment with Moiraine where she's like, clearly that Aes Sedai com is like, not anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause she's like, where have you been? How? Yeah. Um, and everyone is kind of like, seemingly like, they can't tell if they're like worried about this or like, just really thankful that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He oh, wraps yes. the two yeah. angry all in his coat to yes. like kind of hide them away because he doesn't want anybody to know. And then he asks for the status report, uh, and we find out that the Shido have gone, Savannah and Claudine are gone, um, and everybody who has stayed is acknowledging him as a Karakarn. But the Shido are not the only ones who have left. Yeah, there are people from like various sects, septs who have gone, but none of the Tardad. Ruark says. Um, and he's just like, Rand kind of is like looking at everyone and they're all shaken and and they stayed, but they're clearly like the people who, they, we found out like some aisle like dropped their spears in Rand, mm-hmm. which is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And then Rand thinks, yet the aisle were only a means to an end. He had to remember that I have to be even harder than they are. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then there's this moment where he's like, "It's gonna be a long road back." No, long but like and bloody. This moment with Egwene, where it's Egwene half stretched out a hand toward him, eyes mm-hmm. pained, and he ignores her, and you're just like, "Buddy, open, yeah. open your heart back up." Oh no, your friend. He doesn't feel like he can. He doesn't I know. know how. I know. And then oh, that's trust. the end of the Shadow Rising. Oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> I'm done with this book. <laughs> I think I just need a break. I think I just need a break. It's good that we we have a little time off before we start up again in January. Maybe I'll have more energy for this by then. Fair. I want to know what happens because I don't remember. But yeah, so we'll do a new spring next and then we'll come back to the fires of heaven. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we timed our books really well for the show. <laughs> and I'm actually a, a little nervous about the timing for like next season of the show. Oh, do we know when the next season starts? My guess would be next year, around the same time. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, I guess, I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, it did work out that we could sort of take a break on the books and have it be focused on the TV show uh, and then switch back again once the TV show has finished airing. But who knows what will happen next year. Also that we had gotten through because of the way they're adapting it. So since the first season covers the first three books, we are Mm. through book four now. And so we're in in good shape. (laughs) I see. But if the next one is like four or five and six and we're only on not even started on five necessarily. Uh, Well, we started on five. We'll see. But, yeah, we'll see yeah. how it goes. But that's just yeah. something I was thinking about and maybe something we'll think about when we're planning this out for next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right. So our TV show recap episodes will be dropping on Saturdays for the most part. Um, and yeah, then we'll pick back up in January with a new spring. The book recap, I think we'll be kind of fig- – I think we'll probably be able to do more chapters at a time with that one is my guess. Yeah, we'll um, see. And those episodes will drop on Wednesdays, as usual. 
uh, where we'll post about them and have a conversation about them and stuff. Uh, hashtag Tarvalon or Bust or on our Patreon. Indeed. And so many thanks go out to our Patreon supporters, Janae H., Jennifer P., Peace Vulcan, Rio W., Christina G., Chaitali S., Charlie E., Arcade, Stephen S., James, Barry Q., Ruth A., Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, support your local library, Sam S., David U., Amy R., Meridim, Mimi K., Amanda, and Mark D., Heather J., Christina M., Malia H., Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Cat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. And you can hang out with us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash or bust. A big thank you also goes out to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. And you can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you are enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It really helps other people find the show and we really appreciate it. And in between shows, you can find us places. Uh, Preeti, where are you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I am on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok at Run with Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. Um, I am also co-hosting Desi Geek Girls uh, with Swapna Krishna, which I think this week we are going to be talking about Shang-Chi and actually also the Wheel of Time, but... Mm. Swapna and I are going to be talking about it from the perspective of someone who has not read the books because Swapna has not read them. And I am very excited to have that conversation. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And this episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. <laughs>